Hey there, and welcome to Lave Radio's coverage of EGX 2018. I didn't have a lot of time today due to having to do some real work, but I did have a chance to revisit one of my highlights from last year, the National Film and Television School Game Development Students. Firstly, I spoke to Rose and Dr. Timothy Kaufman, who are producing a game called Misfolded, which is a delightful and dark story of Alzheimer's. Secondly, I spoke to OIC, which stands for Obviously Inappropriate Content, the game. Finally, obviously this is recorded in a very noisy environment, so I'd like to apologise in advance for any audio issues that we may have. Anyway, here are the interviews, and I hope you enjoy them. Hey there, this is Ben Moss-Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Edelweiss from Lave Radio. I'm currently speaking with... Rose. And what are you guys doing? So I'm on the team working um, on the game Misfolded. It's an NFTS grad game. Uh, it's a 2.5D narrative game that um, explores themes of, like, the loss of um, loved ones and memories and some things like that. The um, design and developer Tim uh, uh, previously was researching neuroscience and he had a PhD, he has a PhD in that subject. So he kind of used that experience to inspire the game that you see before you. So it, um, the main character is the monomer and he moves through a, a lush, uh, low poly world. But the actual character is quite a sad, lonely individual who doesn't realize it, but is destroying the world around him. Um, so you encounter various puzzles throughout the for, throughout the game, and they um, kind of illustrate different symptoms of some of the diseases that Tim studied. And um, there is a lot of stuff about memories in the game as well. So it's quite an emotional journey, and it's a very narrative and cinematic game as well. You said it's a two and a half D mm-hmm. game. So can you describe that? Is because obviously we all know top down things like two uh, D ones and proper three D one. So what what do you mean by this? So I mean that, um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Ask him. I'm just the marketer. <laughs> Can you save that question for him? I was like, um, is it going to come to me now? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You, you, you kind of walked into that one, I'm afraid. I uh, I, well, I was going to ask you something. Yeah. Oh, right. so I was going to ask you about how do you jump from neuropsychology into game design as well, but it I forget I would ask. wait for him as well. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid I can only give a very basic outline of the game and my experience on it, really. Right, so what what kind of stuff have you been doing then? So I've been helping Tim with the marketing and also kind of producing the game. So um, talking to him a lot and forming his ideas and trying to work out... I'm always asking him, why are you making the game? And, like, who are you making it for? What do you want to get out of it? Um, And sometimes I'm the only person asking him why. Because I don't think... Most people don't really normally ask creators, why are you making something? Um, but for him, because I think this is inspired by quite a serious topic that has affected a lot of people's lives, it's quite important that he, he knows why he's doing it. And it's obviously linked with all the research that he's Just done before. communicating that yeah. knowledge of why he's doing it to everyone else who's actually trying to play it. Yeah, I think so. But it also works on a lot of different levels. If you don't really know any of his background or what it's inspired by, it still just works as a great experience, yeah. um, a great game. There's a lot of... A great sound sort of scape in there, an environment, and it's quite a peaceful game. So, yeah. Okay, so I mean, speaking, so asking a question as a student, what is it you're wanting to go into after this then? So my course is actually film, TV, and games. Right. So I'm part of it is working with Tim, and I've never actually worked on a game before, as you may have guessed. Um, but for me, it's um, just seeing unique stories told through different different methods really because I've never I never would have heard of a game that would be inspired something like something like this yeah. 
Um, and I think it's really it's a really interesting way to tell stories. So for me, the reason I'm doing my course is to support creative people in finding the audience for whatever it is they make that I'm inspired by. So like part of my course as well is that I'm marketing a short film, which is also another film that what another project that I've chosen that is like highly emotive and um, a really unique story. So I guess I think that's probably why I'm pretty happy that I chose this game to work on. So how do you do the jump from you're you're doing the marketing? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you guys get in touch with the guys doing the development and learn about what they're doing? Do they make pitches to to or you, or mm-hmm. do you pitch yourself yeah. to them, or how's so this So we're work? all students in the same in the same uni, but then we were there right at the early pitch stage when all he had was like hand drawn squiggles of the game, and he was very dramatically trying to describe what what it was. So I thought it was just going to be a black and white. I was not really sure what this game was going to be, to be honest. But it, the core of the game is so unique and memorable and powerful. And that shone, has shone through from the beginning of the year, from before there was any any visual. As you can see, it's like a very visual, beautiful game. Before any of that was there, the core of it was was there and it was strong and it was what made me want to do it, pretty much. Okay, well, thank you very much. That's no problem at all. It's been overwhelming to see the emotional response from players on this game um, as the, the narrative of the game has affected people so much more than I could have ever hoped for. So, Rose was saying um, that you've, it sounded like you've you've jumped from neuropsychology, was it? Neuroscience. Neuroscience into game development, I'm assuming. So I used to be a neuroscientist, yeah. Yeah. How the heck do you do that jump? (laughs) Uh, It's a great big leap into the unknown. You've got to be ready and and commit yourself entirely to it. Yeah. I had a huge passion for science and I absolutely loved my subject uh, studying and researching Alzheimer's disease and how it's spread through the brain. But I also loved my acting and performing. I loved theatre and I loved to express myself creatively and from that came this chance where I could think creatively about how I could express and illustrate scientific ideas to the public. Um, And I used to really, really enjoy doing that in classes and teaching. And then it dawned upon me that I love games and I could use games as this new interactive medium to illustrate scientific ideas. Uh, And whether it's for abstract or for education or entertainment, that's what I saw myself doing long term. And I decided uh, a few years ago that that's what I was going to do. I was going to leave science, leave my academic uh, postdoc research and find a way to study games full time. The reason why I was laughing there is... Back when I was 16, yeah. 17 or something like that, I basically made a decision of, I, I also, like you, I did a lot of acting, yeah. um, a fair amount of singing, though not very well, <laughs> um, and I, I was very, very heavily involved in a lot of acting stuff, but I also loved computing science, oh, man. and I, I sort of making that decision as to what, where do I go, Wait, so it, it, that uh, rings a bell there. Acting and performance is under... under um, underestimated in its ability to give people confidence in to get people thinking creatively about all things and to communicate with others and if there's one thing science needs so much more is a uh, effective way to communicate it to the public and to make it interactive and fun i mean if you can't if you can't describe science to the to the public you're not really doing your job in well, some ways. Ultimately, it's for the public. These are the people who will need to know what it's about and need to consume it. So they they need to know and it's a scientist's job and responsibility to make sure they understand what's happening to them 
the, for me personally, on a, on a very personal matter, the reason I got into the science and study of Alzheimer's disease and the reason I'm making this game as well draws farther back to my grandfather who right. he suffered from dementia uh, in the final years of his life and passed away from it. And it was in that that uh, inspired me and drove me forward to uh, pursue this thing scientifically and to create these games in, in that memory. So... I mean, obviously, no one listening to this will have had a chance to see the game. No, that's okay, yeah. Can you describe what Rose meant by a 2.5D game? Oh, 2.5D is a game that's built from three-dimensional assets, three-dimensional models and animations, but it takes place uh, mechanically on a 2D plane. You control movement left and right uh, or up and down, but you don't have as much... You have a limited depth to where you can move to. But so the world a bit more like, sort of like the, the Mario kind of stuff, things like that, the Ab- original platformers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mario made a move from a 2D game, a purely 2D game, to a, a 2.5D where the game clearly has depth. Uh, more recent games are games like Inside or Little Nightmares are very clearly 2.5D games. Um, where you move on Little to Nightmares had a brilliant stand a couple of years oh, ago didn't it just um, yeah. there was oh they the, had these like two Japanese women just oh, running no. around in those caves oh in the costumes yeah and oh. it was they were just yeah freaky oh well tragically for, for listeners they won't appreciate um not being able to see the, no. the main character but my producer was very determined to cosplay as the main character oh, wow. in that kind of intimidating but sympathetic way to get people interested yeah I mean to describe the main character it's a bit like a it's almost like he had a, a, a chiseled rock out of a <laughs> a rock t- a rock yeah a rock turned into a human kind of thing yeah absolutely um, uh, uh, but then cha- it then changes yes how it interacts with the world without giving too much away. With enormous sympathetic eyes. Oh, God, yeah. I'm shy, I'm sorry. I'm sad. I'm sad. I don't mean to do it. One important thing that we wrestled with was sort of... uh, It's a bit of a spoiler, but ultimately you're playing as the disease in this game, and we wanted to... And I'm assuming the disease is Alzheimer's. It is, yes. Um, And you are the character that grows and changes and consumes and destroys and distorts the world, creating the symptoms of the disease around you which is ultimately very tragic and sad and we wanted to find a way that endears the player to the character to begin with and it wants to the player empowers the player to want this character to grow bigger and stronger whilst ultimately considering and and realizing that what have i enabled this thing to become later on yeah and it was really heartbreaking when they they got thrown in the in the sort of prison kind of jail cell thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get thrown into the pit yeah, oh yeah. and immediately I went off and turned left yeah, oh, oh brilliant thinking let's go a slightly different way All and let's see what's happening to the left everyone yeah. knows that so let's go the different way see what's there and you go into this room where you've got all these beautiful yeah. sort of images that light up as you go over the stones yeah. and then there's this young I would say it's a young female character oh yeah yeah um, looking at photos possibly of a family something like that yeah. who just turns around and gives you a great big hug and you eat her <laughs> it's so bad but, and it didn't mean to but, no, it's, but oops yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful moment in the story this character we've seen want, long for acceptance long for uh, a, a contact with something else that understands it and it gets all this far with all this rejection and it finds something prepared to embrace it and it's so happy. My favourite moment is this really humane moment where it realises what's happening and just gives this little creature a hug. And suddenly, to its surprise, it changes. It begins to morph, and it doesn't know what's happening, and it's scared. And the player is confused, and this very sinister tone is suddenly introduced. 
Um, that's the beginning. We're, we're looking to develop this further over the next year. Um, to You guys only get a year to basically work on these, don't you? We do so far. We've, we've developed the, the first half, the first third to a half of the story, the first act. And we are looking for, for publishing and for public interest and, and publishers to help us get through and tell the climactic end to this story and see where it goes. Right, well, can you tell our listeners where you can be found? We can be found uh, on Twitter and Instagram at MissfoldedGame. You can find us on our website at MissfoldedGame.co.uk. Um, there's a huge amount of information for you to find on there. Um, we're also on Discord as well at hashtag MissfoldedGame. Um, please come say hi. Uh, talk to us about your thoughts and feelings on the matter, and we'd love to hear from you. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for playing. Hey there, so I'm now being joined by some very inappropriate people, which probably are quite a few of our listeners will enjoy. So do you want to tell me a little bit about your inappropriate content game? Yeah, um, first, I'm quite appropriate people, so yeah, that's not the case. So, but I'm making a game called Obviously Inappropriate Content. So this is a game about game censorship. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, you are a game tester. Uh, you, you live in a uh, fictional dystopian country. And your daily job is to play this game, try to find all the inappropriate content in the game and report them. So it's a bit like Papers, Please Meet Metal Slug. That's the idea. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, it's not like, I mean, I know there are games out there on Steam like Gentle Jousting and yes. various other incredibly inappropriate games. Oh, yes. So it's not an ironic name then? Um... Hopefully, I, I probably I think so. Yeah, but I mean, the the point of the game is, is about some kind of sarcasm about game censorship because um, I think in the real life, so some you know uh, some uh, the, the, some government they really have that kind of strict rules about game content, which could result in some quite absurd uh, absurd you know results. Yeah, so that's where my inspiration come from. Yeah. So can you describe the actual gameplay of the game then? Yeah, so um, the game is running on a weekly basis. So every week you play test a 2D platform shooter, which is called Uro Death Machine. So uh, you basically you have to play the game. For example, in the first week, you uh, the, so the government has the rules like you can't have any F word in that game. So basically you have to play the game. If you find any F word, you have to take a screenshot. So after you play through the level, there will be a UI pops up. So you have to uh, check all these screenshots taken. Uh, uh, if you have to point out which content might be inappropriate, then you report. So next week, if you come back, you'll see that these F words may have been changed. But but actually, I mean, the game companies always try to dodge all these rules. So there could be very very interesting thing happen. So if you, I'm not going to do uh, do the spoiler, but if you actually play the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So what is it that you do from input in the game? Sorry. So are you the developer, designer, oh, yes. or what are I'm you? I'm basically doing a lot of things regarding to this game. So uh, I'm the developer of this game. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm doing the programming, do a bit of writing, yeah, and also some bit of sound. So basically, I'm uh, I, I make call myself doing a lot of everything. Yes, yes, yeah. a bit. So that's the nature of indie game, I would say. Yeah. And how have you been finding the course that you're doing? Um, you mean the in the NFCS yeah. course? I think it's a really, really good and really helpful course. Uh, because I think everybody's going to do their grad project in their final year. So I think the whole, I mean, I mean, there, there are lots of things we could learn, uh, which is, which has not been, which is very hard to be taught by the, by the, by the class or by the session. Because basically, I think everybody has to make, to do their project 
during the whole year. So um, I think it's a really good chance for every people to 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 um, to build up their leadership skills, to also to build up your game design skills, uh, the communication skills. I think these are really really helpful for all of us. Right. Yeah. And obviously, it's only the first day of EGX, but how have you been finding interacting with the public? Um, I think it's a bit scary in the beginning, but uh, and then I, if you get used to it, I think it's yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Especially when you see pe- other people playing your game, I think it's, I, I would say that's the greatest award for every game developer. Yeah, actually, um, for, actually, I, I did a lot of game, I mean, small projects before, so I've also released them on itch.io. Yeah. I've also did a, a couple of like Lulum Diary, the game jam. So, I mean, I got some really good feedback. Uh, before and also got some people play my game do did some let's play video yeah and i, I found them really enjoy these uh, these moments and this experience and can you tell people where they can find your game oh yeah actually i'm releasing the game on itch.io so um yeah so if you search the uh, visual novel category which is quite weird but the game is uh, actually on the second under the visual novel category and do you guys, are you guys on Twitter or anything like that? Oh yes, yes. So um, the Twitter is uh, OIC the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Misfolded had some really touching moments in it and some beautiful graphics. I don't want to say too much, otherwise I'll spoil it. The gameplay itself is a little straightforward and maybe a bit slow. And the game sometimes, it feels like the game is waiting for you to maybe take in a scene fully before it'll let you move on. However, the story and the emotions it makes you feel definitely makes it worth your time. OIC is a very unique game, as well as a bit of a satirical political statement on censorship in less satirical, no, in less liberal societies. The idea of the game is that you're a game tester and you've got to spot some potential inappropriate content as directed by your game's company management as well as the supreme leader. The actual gameplay is divided into two halves. The first part is where you're playing a fairly compelling actually but a bit basic side-scroller whilst you look for and take screenshots of any inappropriate issues. The second part is fairly unique as far as I'm aware and you're basically sitting at your desktop logging the bugs that you've seen whilst you get instant messages or emails from people as well as news about your government's political statements and how it's standing on things. So anyway, that was our coverage for EGX 2018 Day 1 or Thursday. I hope you guys enjoy it and until next time, fly safe and if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back.